1: What is up? Welcome to episode number 338 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined, as always, by the wiry Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing?
0: What is happening? That is not because I had an extra cup of coffee. No, it's because my beard is, I don't know. I called it a hollow beard.
1: Yeah, I think hollow hollow is good. Uh, I'm wiry. Like I said, it's like you and I are just destined to not be handsome. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're, like, obviously facial hair. So in right now. And uh, you and I just. We're, we're no, we can't do that. Boys.
0: No, no. It's it's like my hair is bleeding out of my nose.
1: Oh, uh, for my that's, mustache. That's, a, that's, that's some real image. grandpa stuff right there. I know, right I know. Right I know. Right it's, it's not fine. As fast
0: would say we have faces for radio. Got, uh, yeah, we got. We are radio. we are going to talk about the top 100 today
1: yeah we? we're going to talk about the top 100 we also had uh it, it, it's not just the top 100 that's very exciting right is it, there's an updated um matchups to who has the best matchups uh, oh yeah, the, yeah uh, that, XP, the expected uh sp schedules as well
0: i'm looking yeah. at next week and the week after so you can really jump ahead Absolutely.
1: Because we're, we're getting there. I mean, we're in the final, really, for most leagues, the final four or five weeks of the regular season. Um, there, you know, you, there could be a lot of parity in your league. You, you, you need this to be able to give you the edge. Um, you know, with that said, Nick, maybe what we should do is we're, we're going to breeze through the top four or five tiers because all those guys are there. Trade deadlines are likely passed we know who's who's doing you favors in the top couple tiers and maybe we'll focus a little bit more on the lower tiers because those are the guys that you might want to be streaming obviously mm. if you're looking to know who you're going to stream each day you can check out uh you know the sp roundup it gives you a good idea who to stream that morning gives you who to stream the next morning we got live stuff in the morning you can go talk to nick live on twitch what are you, what are you laughing at because it's not the S-
0: okay the SP roundup reviews the night before you can check out the sp mm. streamer rankings on the site and i do them live on twitch in the morning 9 to 11 a.m. I might OG. be switching it to 10 a.m. to noon, because I need sleep, y'all. <laughs> I'm
1: thinking but, uh, OG when they used to be one yeah. big old chart. They used to be. I
0: used to, yeah. yeah, back in the day when I also had the day after tomorrow's streamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I got rid of that one. Sorry, it was just it always changed is the problem, sure. and that's uh, I can't live like that. You know, I need some. You can't live with, you can't live with that much change. Can't live with that much change. Yeah,
1: that's why I throw out my pennies. We're we're gonna get through Brutal. We're gonna get uh <laughs> we're gonna kick things off right away here. Today's theme, uh, uh last second pivot. Today's Ooh. theme will be superheroes next.
0: Like what was the other one? You okay. Before this, I said, Hey, do you have a theme? I always want to make sure Fast isn't making it up on a, as he goes, which you just did. And no, I, uh, no,
1: wrong.
0: Okay, wrong. I can't because I, can't I was look, so upset with my yeah? first one. What was your first one? Colors. <laughs> <laughs> that's it,
1: the sound you just heard is choking <laughs> on his water. Yeah, that's why I didn't like it. Okay. I mean,
0: did you mention it like last week? I was gonna say, between the buried in me and you know, all, all of that because they have colors and colors too. Oh, or, colors, or the, yeah, yeah. Albums.
1: So maybe, uh, maybe it's just always my fallback, and we're never gonna get to colors, it's always gonna be a nice no fallback, but for now, we're going with superheroes, we're going with superheroes. Mm-hmm um okay. we, we should we'll, we'll kick things off then well i'll give you some time to think about who you think the best or your favorite superhero is because this is always an interesting interpretation is tier one your favorite or is tier one the best and if so who's the best tier one one through eight jacob de corbin burns max scherzer shane mcclanahan sandy alcantara zach wheeler justin verlander garrett cole what's it called and why is it called that
0: i mean there are many interpretations for this mm-hmm. um Hey, I won't get cute about it. I'm going to say Kevin Conroy's Batman. It's just Kevin, like who Kevin Conroy, the guy who did the voice for the animated series. Thought yeah, I, I, up with I thought you
1: said Kevin wow. Costner. I thought you said Kevin Costner. I was never. like, what is happening? Yeah, that's Kevin just the merge of our Batman. worlds.
0: That's it. Uh, and look, I could have said I could have saved that one for when he doesn't have a stuff. He still is very good, right? Like he doesn't have superpowers, but Sure. This is going to be very nerdy. I'm not actually that nerdy about superheroes. I just remember when I was four years old racing home because at 430 is exactly when Batman started. And I had to watch that.
1: That's very cute. That's, That's awesome. very cute. Well, uh, Batman always has his foil in the Joker, just like Sandy Alcantara always has the Dodgers as his. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, well, I'm thinking back to 2021. Didn't he have like two blow up starts and both of them were against the Dodgers and we were one like was Sandy against Alcantara's?
0: the one was in cores. One was against the Dodgers and it was just one the was worst the thing Dodgers. ever.
1: So here we are embroiled in what is shaping up to be a fun race, not just for AL rookie of the year, of course, but also for Cy Young and a lot of back and forth between Tony Gonsolin and Sandy Alcantara. And then here we are with city Alcantara going up against the Dodgers and Getting pretty shellacked, not able to get out of the fourth inning with six earned runs, one walk, and five Ks. You know, not not the first, it's the first like major blow up, if you want to call it that. I mean, a major blow up is sadly what happened to Michael Kopeck today, even though that was as a result of injury. Yeah, we'll talk. But about that. he's had some four earned run blips in the past couple of weeks. What are you thinking about Sandy Alcantara and why is he remaining firm at the number five spot?
0: Look, I understand. Uh, he, he had this blow up against the Dodgers. He's going to get them again. Had a, a blow up against them last year. He had a 192 ERA and a .94 whip going into this game with 173 innings, the most of any starter in the majors. Mm. I'm actually looking since May 16th. I'm sorry, May 11th. Just two games under seven innings for Sandy Alcantara. Since May 11th.
1: Think yeah, about that
0: for a second. On, well, hold on,
1: let's internalize. It's just not heard of. No, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't hear that. So that man is still there. I, unfortunately he gets the Dodgers again. I actually kind of love it because I want that opportunity for Sandy to say, look, I am not this man. I'm going to get my revenge. I am going to be okay. And honestly, I watched this one still throwing a 99, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He left a little bit, uh, some pitches up that the Dodgers did um, take advantage of, but I mean, a lot of those times those are not uh, hit or gone for hits or whatever. So now, Sandy's still great, not to mention the other guys in this tier. Now, Zach Wheeler, some problems yeah. there with the Mets. Uh, yep. You have Verlander allowing three runs, 300 runs for two starts now, which is unheard it's of human. for him. Yeah, and then human. and then Garrett Cole, you have, of course, what he's going through. So it's not like there is a de facto man to leapfrog Sandy anyway. So I just left it.
1: I think, you know, obviously you would expect that any ace should be able to uh, handle any team. That's what kind of gives them the ace is going to ace label. But then there's also the Dodgers who are just like on a historic run right yeah. now overall. So it kind of is what it is. It does think that he goes back to back against them, but let's go ahead. And, uh, like I said, I want to breeze through these first couple tiers. Let's move on to tier two. This is nine through 15. Carlos Rodon, Shohei Otani, Dylan Cease, Julio Urias, Brandon Woodruff, Joe Musgrove, and Max Freed. And what's it called? And why is it called that? Oh, right. I don't know. Um, I,
0: yeah. Oh, um, Ha. <laughs> I don't know many tier two superheroes. Tier two. <laughs> I don't know many superheroes. Okay, I'm gonna say Captain America. America, because he was always like second to Tony Stark.
1: Okay, all right, right? Fair Enough, but still just. But a like bit.
0: a lot of people will be like, "Hey, no, I prefer this guy over that guy instead."
1: All right, good. This is gonna this is gonna be a good one. I can tell we're shaping up for good yeah. stuff down the line here. <laughs> um, all right, great. The person I wanted to talk about in this year is Max Freed. You know, makes his return to the bump after a brief IL stint. Uh, seven innings pitched, does exactly the kind of thing that you would expect Max Freed to do, which is, you know, get a good amount of called strikes, have an okay amount of Ks, limit the WHIP, uh, and and go seven strong here. Um, obviously, it was it was the concussion uh, for those who weren't familiar. Um, what are you thinking about Max Freed moving forward?
0: I think he's great. I think he's a stable arm for your squads. The 23% strikeout rate prevents him from rising further up the list. All these guys in tier two should be very studly for you. Uh, Max Freed is wonderful. I can see a case of putting him behind Urias even. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's no problems with Max Freed. And one conversation I was having during the stream today uh, in the morning and a little bit more in the list is how many just really great starters there are in the first the top 20 or so and it's going to make next year's drafts I think easier for finding a good rotation mm-hmm. uh but we'll 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 get to that later it might be even inher- uh, emphasize those that want to get three early starters uh, more so because it is somewhat lopsided this year of the top 35 or so um and then it's it gets harder but that's let's talk for the off season something I'm starting to notice. As it really hasn't well, changed that much through the year.
1: You did say you did say it's for the offseason, but a quick question. I know you, you just said that, but a quick question. Yep. Where is the SP one ending for you right and now for next, next season? For next season, that's a great question. Like, would you have you Darvish or Shane Bebe be comfortable with them as your? Well, let me have. This isn't a you question because you totally different the way you draft. But if you're, it's thinking a Darvish a, question. Well, yeah, it's a (laughs) dark question, but it's also like I can't say would it be an SP1 because for you it would be an an SP1. It's
0: oh, never mind. Fast, um, you said it was a you question anyway. I oh, oh, okay, okay, very
1: good. Um,
0: well, it's interesting because there is a de facto tier one. Uh, Mm -hmm. now, me being a guy that's like, no, it's all right, you can have more stuff, like for example, entering this year. My ideal draft strategy was round six, seven, and eight, going Musgrove, Galsman, and Manoa, right? And hopefully you're able sure. to get McClanahan in the ninth. Like that was like great, and maybe tenth uh, Verlander, like along those lines of getting three to four of those was what you were going for, and that worked out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, also there was some Trevor Rogers it in there, right? There was uh, uh other bumps in that, but still, for the most part, if you were able to target that along with ADP, that worked out for you. I don't know how that's going to fall yet. Uh, And and I think that does outline how you want to approach it. Um, Just understanding uh, the entire field is part of the whole strategy of what I suggest then uh, for your targets. But that said, yeah, I think I'm still going to be okay getting, you know, doing this round six through 10 strategy, even maybe more so than other years because it's very full before the drop-off i mean uh, even in tier four who will which we'll get to um there are a lot of obviously we'll get to it but there are a lot of guys i'm just like that's that's a sud you know next year i'm going to be so thrilled having these guys as my what i have to get them as my sp two three like yeah all right that sounds fine with me so well yeah i'm curious already how 2023 is going to shape up
1: yeah i was already thinking i think a lot about where Aaron Ashby is going to be in top 100 lists next year. Oh yeah, now he's um, on the
0: IL, which I didn't know until. Wait, after. what? I've when did that happen? Rest,
1: about like an hour ago. <laughs> With what? Uh,
0: I believe it was a shoulder. Th- I have it right here. Hold on, but uh, yeah, Aaron Ashby's now on the IL. Just in case you guys know, Uh so he would be off the list. Shoulder inflammation. Oh, God. Jason Alexander was going to be is recalled and going to pitch in this place, and you don't want to do that
1: one. He's going to have to get in pitching shape because he is not. Okay. Um, A lot of people have made the Seinfeld joke. Yes. Same name fast. I didn't didn't, didn't say it was Seinfeld. It could have been from his cameos and curb. It could have been. Um, All right. uh, Is he in Dunstan checks in? I don't think so. I know, Um, but I I did make that joke in. The Dustin May write up because I couldn't help myself. Because you Please couldn't help you. Yeah, exactly. Tier three here, 16 through 23, Alec Manoa, Aaron Nola, Logan Webb, Shane Bieber, you Darvish, Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo, Chris Bassett. What's it called and why is it called that? Um it's called the Shazam tier.
0: Because I think some guys forget they exist, and he's all they're also like absolute studs, you know? Mm. So, like, hey, like we're really good. And we we're like Superman. <laughs>
1: Now, obviously, uh, Alec Manoa falls uh, one, as does everyone in this tier, because of Max Freed's re-inclusion in this list. But two things I wanted to talk to you about. One, he struggled in his past couple starts. He wasn't able to get out of the sixth, you know, giving up seven run runs total to the Orioles over ten and two thirds. Bounces back pretty well um, against the, uh, the, the Yankees, especially with that slider as it yes. picks up seven whiffs. I mean, that really seemed like the major story because he didn't have it really in either of those starts against the Orioles. The last time he had ended up pick, the last time he picked up more than five whiffs on that slider, Uh, you got to go all the way back to the middle of July against Mm. Kansas City. Uh, What are you seeing here from Alec Manoa? You think this kind of signals that he's refound that pitch? That is
0: the major deal um, for me. There's two halves of this. There's that slider, obviously 40% CSW and 35 thrown is a huge deal for Alec Manoa. Four-seamer command, I think, was pretty good um, up in arm side. That's why you want to see. That means he's able to jam the Karen Judge and everything. Now keep in mind, the sinker is not what we want it to be. Uh, When that pitch is going, it's a thirty-five percent plus O swing, and this one was twenty-five percent. Start before was twenty-one percent. It's not quite the uh, the pitch that it used to be back, say against the Red Sox uh, or the uh, the Royals. Royals was a fifty percent O swing, and that one he threw it twenty-one times. That's kind of what we're going for. Uh, So that's still one last element to be done. But the fact that he has that slider cooking means great things. That's why we had eight strikeouts against the Yankees. We'll say the Yankees are not the same offense they used to be two months ago. Still an impressive feat. Glad to to take advantage of it then, however you want to phrase it. Uh, Alec Manoa is in a good place. I didn't feel that I needed to adjust from last week.
1: Okay. Uh, like I said, moving quick through these top tiers here. We'll spend a little bit more time in the lower tiers, tier four, 24 through 33. Frem Rivaldez, Tony and Kevin Gaussman, Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, Lance Lynn, Spencer Strider, Tristan McKenzie, Kyle Wright, and Zach Gallon. What's it called? Why is it called that? <laughs> <laughs> Racking your brain for superheroes over here. Oh, no, I have one.
0: Um, it's my mother. Uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Uh, because she doesn't have a cape she doesn't have an ace is gonna ace but not all heroes wear capes fast
1: okay there you go. that's quite beautiful that's quite beautiful um wow uh all right <laughs> <laughs> the person that i want to talk about in this tier is someone who very fittingly rises seven spots okay and why do i say very fittingly this is the first season in which zach Gallon. Has gone uh, into uh, completed the seventh inning. This was also the first start in which he went into the eighth inning in his career. He delivered. I, I think you can say unarguably the Beth's best start of his career. I mean, 12 Ks is a career high for him with just four hits, no earned runs, no walks, and like I said, a career high in innings as well. The curveball was was straight cooking. This is exactly what people were hoping to see for Zach Gallen, And the other thing too, is he's coming off two more consecutive seven, uh, seven inning starts. That's without things. an earned run. Yeah. Without an earned run. That's including including cores, baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause you're right. You see it against Pittsburgh and you're right. Like, All right. Yeah, good. That's what you should be doing. And then cores, you're like, okay, nice. And then against San Francisco, San Francisco, obviously really yeah. slumping hard, but like, that's a pretty amazing stretch here for Zach Gallon. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful
0: to see. Uh, last start, this one against the Giants, to see that curveball get 10 whips on twenty sixth thrown. 57% O-swing on it is glorious, 42% CSW. It's exactly what you want to see out of the pitch. I will mention, uh, the changeup was good. The cutter is still not really the pitch we want it to be. Mm. Uh, and fastball command was all right. It wasn't this, oh, hey, I'm going to put it exactly where I want. He had 16 called strikes, which is not something to expect every time to have about 37% uh, called strike rate. Yeah, not typical. Uh, so, Zach Allen is in a good place. I think this was an extreme of a start. I didn't want to overvalue this one outing. But right, three in a row is great to see. This was the best one of the lot as far as getting curveball whiffs, only three whiffs in Colorado. Um, and, and five against the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, but it's felt the most complete of them. And hopefully he does uh, take this with him moving forward.
1: Speaking of not overvaluing one outing, there's one guy that I want to talk about in the next tier who had an mm. outing that me white ju- might just want to ignore. And we'll get to him after this break. We're back. Uh, you couldn't hear this, but in the break, Nick was going, is this person a superhero? And then I'd say, no, Nick, that, that's not a superhero. And he was a- Lies! He's uh, lying! Tier 5, 34 through 42, Nestor Cortez, Tyler Anderson, Christian Javier, Reed Detmers, Freddy Peralta, Jordan Montgomery, Adam Wainwright, Dustin May, Lance McCullers Jr. What's it called? Why is it called that? It's called She-Hulk
0: because um, a lot of these guys, I go, well, that's a nice surprise. and uh you know i saw the first episode thought it was great and uh i you know just i'd never really heard of she hulk before (laughs) and i was like i have no expectations with this and it's good that's wonderful that it is good so yeah like look at all of these and tier five i mean really like two guys or yeah yeah two three of them i'd say uh all shock me here
1: yeah i don't know if this is the person i want to bring up that i hinted at before the break is a person of like are they when the Hulk turns into the Hulk, are they pre-Hulk? I'm talking about Reed Detmers. We were so excited about him last week. Hey, he's finally figured it out. He's on this, this fantastic stretch for him. He's going up against the Tigers. They literally can't do, uh, you know, anything against, uh, 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 well, no, we said righties. We said they couldn't do anything against righties and Detmers is a lefty, but he still drops the ball pretty hard with 10 hits, four and runs, two walks and three Ks. Are we just at a point where his next start against the Blue Jays, we're seeing, hey, if he turns it around, we're fine. We can count it off as a blip. But if he regresses again, we're thinking mm, he's kind of droppable. So, OK, well, let's hold
0: on a second. Um, the rule of thumb is one starts an, ex- uh, an exception, two starts suggestion, three start confirmation. Right. So we have one start of it being bad. Feels like an exception. I have to lower him because I hate doing dramatic, massive drops whenever possible. And I try and get ahead of them if I can. Uh, so that's what i'm doing with detmers here because the command on the four seamer and the slider the two main cataly- catalysts for his success were not good and th- you, we've seen here even against the tigers if he doesn't have those it, he regresses to how he was before the minor league stint so that's what happened here it's about all right detmers you're not always going to have it we're not expecting you to always have it mm. but i have yet to see you now go through your adversity period, right? As I talk about it often when it comes to young starters getting their first moment in the spotlight of performing well, they are going to hit a bump in the road. And how do they respond to that? Uh redemers now has the Jays, not an easy team to face. He does have a slider that can mess them up. That is a lot of right-handers down and in. They will go chasing at it, and he can get a lot of swings and misses on that. So I hope to see it. And we very well could. I wouldn't say that a bad start there equates to a drop. He still could turn it around right away. He would still have the tiara. He knew the adjustments he made for the miners, and they came back and did well. He just needs to make those adjustments again. Hopefully he does. I'm still holding right now. I actually would be tempted just to start him against the Jays and just hope that that was a one-night bland uh, for a Denver's before.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that boat as well. The other person I wanted to talk about this year, though... Uh, it, Dustin May, he jumps up 10 spots, up to the number 41 spot. I mean, listen, if you're on social media, you, you saw what the reaction was to Dustin May's return. It was very, very good. 41% CSW. You got the King Cole, which is the best CSW on the day, picking up seven whiffs in that curveball, 10 called strikes in that sinker. Just really electric stuff. But if you read the roundup, it seems like there's still some concern here, not necessarily just because of the 71 pitches, but maybe that four-seamer might not be heading in the right direction nick what are you thinking about dustin may so uh <laughs> um we have this really fun thing on our site uh, that is our
0: essential uh, just like the stack sliders we have ranks of of stats and you can see all the red and everything among mm-hmm. all starting pitchers this player ranks it um <laughs> this so if you go to dustin may's page and keep in him mind like we'll his hair <laughs> it, what we do is we give them the amount if they were qualified and then we put up an error saying needs more playing time to qualify but if they did today this is where they would rank in e-ray first whip first strikeout rate first csw first fastball velocity third how dare loser. you loser uh swing strike rate first hard contact rate first ground baller rate 1st xe 1st x x-moba first walk rate 184th um <laughs> But I mean, that goes goes to show like how dominant that star was against the Marlins. I do want to mention it was the Marlins and yeah. watching this one, I put out the YouTube video this morning, going over uh, striking out the side. If you actually sit there and think how many of these pitches did Dustin May execute exactly what he wanted to do? Not that many. Mm. And that might be a hindrance for Dustin May in the future. We've seen this before. If a guy comes up, does an amazing thing. I think of Brandon Finnegan way back when, and like, 2015 or something 16 had the best first week of the season or whatever. And then, I mean, he got injured, but he was never the same again. And we never really ever believe that to be real guys do this. And the one area where because comes back to bite them is well, were they precise or not? And mm-hmm. if they weren't, their stuff was just leading the way against a bad offense. And that's what it was with the Marlins. So I did move them up because the stuff is back to normal. The curveball spin is insane. I think there are a lot of things about just how it was like 3,400 RPM. And you can see that thing move like anything. No, Um, But it's it's wild a little bit. And there's 11% mockery, 184th in the majors. So I I do wish we temper expectations a little bit. At the same time, he has to be picked up everywhere and started. I mean, he's going to get the Marlins again. And yeah. That's pretty dang cool. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm saying he's not necessarily a top 20 guy. And not to mention, Dodgeritis is a thing and how many pitches he throws. Sure. And all of that. But, um, you're going to see some mistakes and you're going to see some mistakes punished. And I'm curious how the dust will settle here with Dustin Banks.
1: All right, uh let's move on then to the next tier where we're going to start breaking some of these guys down a little bit more, get into the nitty-gritty a little bit. Tier 6, 43 through 50, Pablo Lopez, Edward Cabrera, Miles, Michaelis, Marcus Stroman, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Jeffrey Springs, Jose Arkieti, what's it called? Why is it called that? Ah, oh, gosh. All right. Um this is called
0: i uh... I came up with one, but not for this one um oh i am trying to think of superheroes man uh ant man he's involved, okay. but he's no one's favorite
1: okay, all right, fair enough uh let's oh, I don't even mean for this to happen, but we're gonna start with Marcus stroman um, <laughs> oh, I, what, why he's, he's the he's not a tall pitcher, but I didn't even mean it like that is what I was saying uh, um, Ant man oh, yes um uh, you know that helps with his stuff it is in no means a judgment on him I love Mark um we're gonna start with him though he very something very interesting in that most recent start against uh Milwaukee something that we haven't seen since his third start of the season against Tampa Bay what what was it you have any idea what I'm talking about here
0: I are you talking about 19 splitters talking about 19
1: splitters yeah. with five whiffs for him uh the second highest splitter usage of the year for him uh what are you thinking are you thinking maybe this is just something that he pulled out just for this one start maybe something to get a little bit more excited about i mean it's not like it was uh you know he had four walks and you know two and run runs five k yeah. seven two thirds i'm not i'm not too amped about it i mean sure he had five whiffs on
0: it 37 csw but it, it, with splitters, you don't want to really see them land in the zone a whole lot, and it looks like you have the intent of going pretty much under the zone a lot, or about half of these, and the other half are just kind of floating up a bit. And um, that's very susceptible. A splitter that's in the middle of the zone is as hittable as anything, more so than I think a lot of pitches, hmm. uh, and it's more dangerous to do that. I, I, I think I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too excited about it. I think it's just kind of Marcus Stroman. Marcus yeah. Stroman's fine right now. Cool. You did know what you're supposed to do against the Milwaukee Brewers? That's wonderful. And you went seven innings on a 7.2 innings, which is the bigger deal considering the last two starts were five and 4.2. Sure. Um, and that's good to see. I mean, same pitch counts above 90 and all, but still glad that he was able to go through that many innings.
1: Jose Urquidy rises 16. Yeah, I'm looking back a few starts ago against Texas where he, he got hit for five and runs over five with two walks and four Ks. He was trying to do something really interesting with his four seamer where it seemed like he was trying to elevate and go glove side, but it was leaking towards the heart of the plate. And then as a result, it got punished a little bit more. Uh, we see a little bit of a different approach in his start against the White Sox. But then if you're looking at the strike zone plot against this Atlanta start most yeah, uh, yesterday so, or Sunday, seven or uh, seven innings, two earn runs, two walks, six K's. But that it, it's always nice when you can see a plan in a strike zone, yes. plot, right? Because sometimes you can't. But when you can see a plan, you can look at that strike zone plot and you say, all right, we are pounding up and glove side away with the four seamers and then he executed on this plan there are a few errant ones maybe some that he you know missed a little bit on but there's a really good game plan here and he executed what do you think about Jose Architi and why is he rising 16 so the problem with Urquidy
0: I think is he was ultra reliant on that four seamer for a good while and didn't really have the kitchen sink approach that we saw what we, we wanted to see entering this year that what really made us excited about our is that, look, he's got all these options, change up, curveball, slider, he's got to fastball, it's all there. And he wasn't really doing that. And the last couple of starts, he's leaned more so into those secondary pitches. Last two, we have 38% usage instead of 50% plus um, that we had been seeing. And that's exciting to me to see those other pitches come out of the woodwork and do well. The curveball at a 52% CSW against the White Sox. Then you see the change up do well, 20, uh, thrown 20% usage, 35% CSW. Those did well, 50% O-swing on them. Yeah, the four seam up and in um, to lefties there, as you were talking about. That's great to see. It, it, it's all working. It's, it's firing all cylinders is what it feels like for Jose Urquidy. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think he becomes like a top 40 guy. I don't have him right there. But this feels a lot more steady. And the Astros have a really nice schedule the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. I think you can start Urquidy confidently
1: through the end. Aside from the Orioles, who they play seven times. Um, moving into nah. the tier seven, 51 through 59. Frankie Monta, Sonny Gray, Jesus Lazardo, Joe Ryan, Brady Singer, Lucas Giolito, Drew Rasmussen, Merrill Kelly, and Martin Perez. What's it called and why is it
0: called that? This is called Aquaman because if it doesn't pan out, you're swimming with the fishes.
1: Oh, very lovely. Who better to start with than Sonny Gray bouncing over, coming from a really great start. I believe he's going either today or tomorrow as well. Uh, Kansas City. On last Tuesday, six innings pitched, one walk, no earned runs, 10 Ks, three hits. He gets the king Cole on that start in large part thanks to that curveball, which maybe looks like it's having a little bit of return to, oh, yeah, to, to, to you know, form here. 39 percent
0: CSW, eight over 31 whiffs in this one on that curveball. Finally, it's about dang time. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I, I still am waiting for the slider to become a bigger pitch. Only 15% CSW in this one. But I see that curveball do wonderful things. Hover the uh, down and glove side area of the zone and underneath it. I don't want Sonny Gray to be the guy that just goes fastballs, seam sinker, and then get through his starts that way. That is not how Sonny Gray has success. It's just not. Um, now... Do I think that Sunny Grace Kerbal is back completely? No. Do I think that this is everything? I feel as if he still needs a slider a bit more. And we haven't quite seen him sustain this for a while, but it's a good indication um, that at least he's taking a step forward in the right direction. And like, okay, maybe this is the start of something really cool. So I'm excited about it.
1: Are you, it looks like he is starting tonight against um, the Rangers. Uh, the I'm going Rangers, for it. Yeah. Uh, I start it there. Yeah. And then he gets San Francisco. So two nice oh, yeah. starts. Let's go. Sunny Gray this week. Let's move on then to Jesus Zardo, who rises nine spots close to that top 50. Once again, um, you know, another guy who, you know, we've been talking about the Marlins who got uh, shellacked against the Dodgers and he was not one of them. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to make the Dodgers swing and miss. And it's even more tough to make them do so 13 times on the same pitch which is exactly what Jesus Lizardo did in that start. I mean, he dominated with that pitch. What are you thinking about Jesus Lizardo? Jesus Lazardo has come back from the
0: IL. And before, you know, before he returned, back in April, what got me excited about Jesus Lazardo was a couple of things. One, scratching the sinker in favor of four-seamers. Two, throwing 4 seams at 97 as opposed to 95 and change. And three, leaning on that curveball about 40% of the time, or at least... Focusing on the fastball 40% or less. And what we've seen coming back is the curveball has not been very good. Uh, The fastball has been more sinker than four-seamer and more about 95 and change. However, this changeup is insane, as you mentioned. In these four starts, he has yet to have a start where the changeup is under a 25% swinging strike rate. All four starts have had above it. It averages a 31% right now in those four games, 41% CSW, 100 batting average allowed, 32% usage. It's not like this rare pitch that he's throwing. This is absolutely killing it right now. Mm. And I I first saw it and I said, okay, this is abnormal. This is not the Jesus Lizardo that I saw having success. I can't just jump in on that because it's not, you know, it's not the story that I know. Sure. I'm buying more into it now because it's been four straight starts of it. And he did it against the Dodgers. And he did it against Atlanta as a South one. Now, keep in mind, that was a worse overall start against Atlanta. Five innings, four and in runs. Fair. Still, I think that pitch was really good there. Obviously, this Dodgers won seven strikeouts, 6.1 innings with 13 whiffs on it. Oh, man, I am. I'm hankering for this changeup now. I think it's really good. Um, he locates it down in the zone often. He does float it into the zone a little too much in the middle at times. But, man, I'm I'm excited about it now. As long – it can go really two ways now, right? It can be exactly the same thing moving forward, and that seems like that's a good thing. Fine. Or the curveball and fastball could catch up to it, right? Could actually, uh, you know, add to this. And that's the sure. thing that I'm hoping will happen. Now, there's a third scenario where the changeup goes away, and the fastball and curveball are not good either. And that's really a problem. I see that as you know, if you just want to do stupid probabilities and not give any weights, which you should, but whatever. That's two out of three outcomes that are okay. Then, all right, I'll 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 keep going for Luzardo, right? Uh, I hope that's the case. As long as the changeup stays at this level, things are great. And four starts. I mean, that
1: seems pretty awesome to me. I'm really, tr- uh, this is, oh my God, wow. So this is a fun exercise here. Fun. I'm trying to see. So the Dodgers swung and missed uh, 13 times at a changeup, right? And mm-hmm. thanks to just the beauty. Oh, this is fun. Nick, this is fun. Is it fun? We got a fun, one. We got a fun little. <laughs> we got a fun little break here, okay? Okay. We got yeah. a fun little break. So Jesus Cesardo swings, uh, gets 13 whiffs. From the Dodgers on his changeup. Okay. From what I can tell so far, there are two other pitches that have elicited 13 whiffs from the Dodgers. Two other pitch types. Okay. Meaning now from what I can find too, they have yet to swing and miss at a particular pitch type More than 13 times. So, what he did tied the record for most whiffs from the Dodgers, which is very impressive. However, one pitcher got the Dodgers overall to swing and miss 13 overall times on a four seamer. Which pitcher was it? Which? That was the longest question I've ever. I know. I know. I'm trying to clarify. I'm trying to clarify. Let me do it again. Oh, my God. Everyone is like, oh,
0: baseball has specific stats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right.
1: So, which pitcher
0: had four seamers missing 13 13 times? Yeah.
1: This year? Yeah. And while you think, let me restate the question so it's clear. The Dodgers have never swung and missed at one particular pitch type as a team more than 13 times in a game. However, they have not. Jesus Luzardo did it with his changeup thirteen times. Uh-huh. One pitcher did it with his four seam thirteen times, and one pitcher did it with his slider thirteen times. Okay. The pitcher who did it with the four seam is an NL pitcher. Who is it? The pitcher who did it with his slider is an AL pitcher. Who is it? Okay, Carlos Rodon. No, no. I'll give you one more guess on four seamer. You made the division. Uh give you the division. It yeah. is the NL Central. And yeah. these aren't theoretical surprises. Like this person is known for his four seam. Yeah. And that person is known for their slider.
0: Okay. That makes it e- I think a little easier. I had an idea. I mean, did Brandon Woodruff do it? No. Good guess though. Uh Burns? Mm-mm. No, I mean he's it's a cutter with him. I want to say like Justin Steele, but Mm-mm. uh <laughs> yo, yo, I'm gonna say it and you're gonna go, Oh, yeah, of course. Um, this year, oh yeah, it was Eric Lauer on the two no, and the you no the team.
1: uh four seam great four seamer in the nl central uh all i can think of the cardinals and the
0: uh the cardinals and the birds are the only two teams they exist in the NL yeah central.
1: exactly I know. there's also the pirates the no. reds
0: yeah i know the reds you're leaning in on the reds okay uh-huh. uh tyler malley did it yeah he did no what i could have swore he- okay who was it hunter green Oh yeah, I remember Virgin that Wolfs. one. That was in that's... I think yeah, April or May or something. Like or I don't know actually. I don't I remember this ridiculous start while of a sudden he it was April did well, well against it. the Dodgers. Well, I, I probably said every month there. Don't give me
1: any credit. April sixteenth. Who this is an AL Central. Dylan Cease, slider. did they face him? Dylan Cease. Okay, Dylan Cease. that was my first thought. Okay. So that's very that's a cool fact. Only three pitchers have gotten 13 whiffs on a single pitch type from the Dodgers. Dylan you know, Cease's slider.
0: I was wondering to myself. Sorry to interrupt you. This is what I do all the what? time. I'm the worst. Oh, I'm I'm terrible. Um, I was going to say to myself, man, Nick, this might be the only podcast where you might not go a little bit long. But then, you made it. Look at you.
1: You th- you didn't trust me when I said we're going to spend more time on the back end? I, I honestly didn't. No. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, no, I, I do it for a purpose. So we're going to stick in this tier, too. We're not moving on. We're sticking with this tier. Yeah, there, well, there are a lot talk- of guys here. Yeah. There's a lot of guys here.
0: Now... I don't want to move off of Luzardo. There's one last point I do want to make. Oh, I went ahead, back ahead, and sorry. thought, you know what? Let me actually see, because it feels abnormal to me that is doing this. Let me look at stuff beforehand. His last two starts, he did increase the, the changeup usage, and he did actually have a lot of swing-strike games with the changeup. It was overall 15% usage, though, before the injury. Last two starts, he used it more. Final one, he got, you know, it wasn't a good outing. Um, and the one before that, it was actually solid, and it complemented. But yeah, this kind of stretch with the changeup isn't really something we've seen before.
1: Very good. Um there's one person there's one person in this tier yeah. who fell pretty precipitously despite the fact that yeah. they're coming off, ooh, I don't know, like six or seven or eight quality starts in their last like six yep. or seven or eight. And that's Merrill Kelly. Uh, six innings pitched, three walks, three and runs, seven hits, six Ks against a great offense in the Cardinals. Obviously, a very poor quality start. Still a quality start. Yeah, not really a CSW darling, but didn't really do too much different. Although you're you're hitting them down pretty hard. What's the logic behind this? Good it's fall just kind Kelly. of uh,
0: some uh, some reorganization mixed with the fact that I think the Diamondbacks do not have a good schedule the rest of the way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that with Merrill Kelly and I think his stuff is fine. Um, uh, he's had this glorious season. I, uh, but yeah, it's not like Merrill Kelly is just, oh, you know, he's winning me my leagues right now. Like from this point, moving forward, I don't see Merrill Kelly as a sub three ERA pitcher. I just don't see it. I'd wager that he's not the rest of the way. So with the tough schedule ahead without his stuff being exceptional in any real way to me. I lowered him down to here. I still recognize that you're going to hold on to him and start him. And yeah, that's where he is, but he's not like miles Michaelis. He's not like Adam Wainwright. He's not like Tyler Anderson. He's not like Jordan Montgomery. These other guys that are not necessarily these exciting strikeout names. I mean, Montgomery's gained them again, but yeah, you're going to, you're going to keep starting Merrick Kelly, but it doesn't deserve to be the uh, the high regard he was before.
1: We're going to move on then to tier eight sixty through 66. Andrew Heaney, Nick Wadolo, Patrick Sandoval, Justin Steele, Michael Waka, Mike Clevenger, Sean Manaya. What's it called and why is it called that? Well, okay. Hold on.
0: Frankie Montes and Lucas Giolito. Okay. Frankie Montes and Giolito just fell like 15 spots.
1: We talked about Uh, Montes last week.
0: I know. Just saying like, hey, it's just not getting better for him. Okay. Lucas Giolito, it's getting to the point of you might drop him and that's okay. Uh, The changeup needs to get better. Fastball velocity is still a little bit down. Martin Perez takes a dip because the changeup is getting worse Mm. and it has another start of it getting worse. So I'm scared. This might be, you know, I understand you can start him another time or two, but don't hold on to Martin Perez too long here. Um, And then Drew Rasmussen, once again, a a lot of whiffs a really good cutter and slider. He goes 10 spots above those two cats, you know? So, all right, that's all I got.
1: All right, good. Uh, what What is that next year called, and why is it called that? It's
0: called Cyclops, because, um, you know, sometimes he being great, but he opens those eyes. Oh, boy. It's disaster.
1: It's a disaster, and we'll get to some of those, but we'll start with uh, the good stuff first. Nick Lodolo, we were kind of dumping on him for not really seeing the stuff that we were promised, and then what does he do? He comes out against Philly, and he gets 11 ball whiffs and a 37 percent csw real nice pitch mix just kind of keeps it even kind of he doesn't elevate the sinker he keeps it pretty low but keeps the curveball right below it what are you thinking about nick lodolo moving forward
0: yeah i do hope that nick lodolo can get the i don't know what i just called him nick lodolo can get him uh, get his fastball up more as Mm -hmm. opposed to that ym lock that is at 35 percent right now and one at 29 percent ym lock is height, middle height, and he wants mm. to be elevated, not middle height. Middle height's the worst. Um, so you want it at 35%. Or sorry, he's at 35%. He's at uh, league average is 29. Get that lower and get more high lock. Uh, now, it's also kind of like a four-seamer, to be fair. Uh, he has one of those lower arm angles that gets distinguished as a sinker, but we've seen from, say, like Andrew Heaney, uh, for example, that it's really a four-seamer at heart. Um, and those normally have a 51% high lock and Lodolo has only a 43% right now, so hopefully he can get that up. Uh, but I still love his, his curveball. Um, he has a 21% swing strike around the pitch, 33% CSW this year. Uh, while the changeup can do a little bit more, I actually believe he axed it. Um, mm-hmm. A question. No, he um, he got rid of it. Uh, only six thrown in that last start, and sadly, I do not have data for the previous one. Uh, I watched it, but it was a Field of Dreams game. Oh, uh, I don't have it. So I, right. I don't I don't have that on that one. But the curveball looked a lot better, a lot more whiffs. Uh fifty eight percent O swing on it is glorious. Um as you can hear Zelda in the background and all oh, poor you can, Zelda. She can hear, I'm sorry. Oh, she's, no, no.
1: She's, she's no no no, she's not crying. I think she's she's just babbling and talking. Yeah. It's she's like the the uh, PC kids or so oh, no, when you hear Nick Oh, she's crying, she's okay. totally crying
0: okay. <laughs> Uh, so but, uh, like, oh but uh pre super and
1: then you laughed on the podcast great.
0: Yeah there it is how okay. dare you uh dad I yeah. uh, 33% swing strike rate on the curveball cross 33 thrown is a wonderful thing and he gets the Phillies again I think he's still a cherry bomb but has the opportunity to soar past him.
1: If I came up to you and I said, and you didn't watch any games that night and you came to me and you first actually, and you said, Alex, how did Patrick Sandoval do? And I said, he did great. He had 12 whiffs. You would say, oh my God, I'm so glad his change up is back. And then I'd say, no, Nick, 12 whiffs on his slider and you yeah. know what patrick sandoval with the career high whiffs on the slider against detroit with that dominant complete game shutout just four hits nine k's no walks We're pulling the maddox here fewer than a 100 pitches just brilliant from him but again not with the changeup with the slider uh, enough to boost him up 10
0: yeah i mean all right the slider is this good then Things are great. 74% O-swing is, what? Well, okay. Okay, buddy. At the same time, I need to see that changeup working. You know, and without that changeup, I don't believe that he can just be fastball slider. That's that's a problem. Uh, the Tigers are really bad, too. And maybe this got into Depp versus head as he couldn't come through on Saturday after the follow-up of Patrick Sandoval. But, yeah, I mean, it's nice. as is why he is a cherry bomb. You can't be one without something sweet here's the suite now hopefully he keeps doing that i'm not buying into him completely soaring now because of this
1: Mm. um the next person we should talk about is mike clevenger and whether or not he's droppable really has the start against the dodgers and you're like all right it's fine he did okay to start and he fizzled off but we can allow that then he goes up against washington five innings one and run four walks and three k's and you're like all right i I guess I kind of survived it. He got me the win. That's fine. You think, all right, he's going to go into Miami. He's going to dominate that weaker offense, and you get one strikeout. Now he's going up against the Guardians, his former team, but you have to figure, if he's not giving you a serviceable start tonight, which is Tuesday night, if you're listening to this now probably, it's probably time to just go ahead and cut bait with Mike Clevenger if you haven't already. Yeah,
0: it's bad because the breakers are just not getting whiffs and they didn't against the Nationals. They didn't against Rocket Road. He hasn't, he didn't even do it when he got eight strikeouts. That was just with the four seamer uh, against Arizona. That's not it. Oh, and throwing the fact that he was at 93 as opposed to 94, 95 in that most recent start against the Marlins four walk, one strikeout. How am I going to butter my bread with this? Hmm. It's just not, this isn't the clevenger that we expect him to be. I am still going to. Give him some credit of, hey, before you used to have a breaker and it's possible that that pitch is found more so than someone else performing at this level. But yeah, I don't really want to start my Clevenger a whole ton right now. It is a three six three ERA and a 121 whip at the moment for the year, but it does feel like it's going to get worse.
1: It's going to be another guy, not to think too far ahead, who's going to be very interesting to see where he is and people top 100 next year with a full healthy off season obviously we'll have to see where he ends up uh as he will be a free agent this year but obviously you know we could be having a, a conversation about whether mike clevenger is someone's pick 300 next year which is kind of crazy to think about um let's move on to tier 9 no. Tier what no oh, nick what no we gotta talk about justin Steele, justin Steele, and michael walker justin Steele and michael walker they both did great again. Great, look at they the list. Another There's another ten. 10 there. Oh my god! They get we another just... ten. We spoke about them last week. Don't care. It's amazing.
0: Oh my god! Ten whiffs on the 4 saver. not four of the other the slider for Justin Steele. This is incredible. Get him,
1: Nick. And Michael Walker has stuff. a two
0: twenty-eight ERA and a one hundred four WHIP. What?
1: Oh, oh what? this is the
0: first time I've made her cry again.
1: 338 episodes i gotta play guess who nick wants to talk about I, all right I, I will say at the end of each tier, Is or anyone else you'd like to head up on so we're gonna move on to tier nine six i try i try not to have weekly repeats that's my whole thing 67 it was just it was just six, just let's quick. just quit right now let's just quit 67 my, my daughter oh uh 67 through 76 Jose Quintana, Corey Kluber, Noah Sidergaard, Jameson Tyone, Erod, Luis Garcia, Jose Barrios, Aaron Ashby, Z Contreras, David Peterson. What's it called? Why is it called that? The Flash because we're going to go quick. Okay. Oh, we're going to go quick. You don't quit. You want to go quick.
0: I want to go quick.
1: Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and I'm not going to make any more jokes. Corey Kluber, the first person that I want to talk about, he he rises eight. Someone that we uh, obviously weren't paying too much attention to because of that shellacking that Baltimore gave him, but you know, listen. <laughs> who remembers struggle, that one? <laughs> you struggle against the good offenses, and you do well against the poor ones, like the oh. Yankees, where he okay. goes six innings okay. with two earned runs, four hits, one walk, and eight Ks, earning himself a uh a king call. Now, didn't we used to have? Maybe I'm totally wrong. Didn't we used to have how many king calls and gallows poles they got over the course of the season? Yeah, we listed, have two uh, up on their. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got two. two. That's his second, yeah. right? Yeah, that is his second King Cole of the year. Uh, obviously, the, the the cutter here leading the way here with the nine whiffs, just really spotting the heck out of that pitch in that start. What are you thinking about Corey Kluber moving forward? Corey Kluber's fine.
0: I mean, yeah, his cutter was really good in the start against the Yankees had nine whiffs and 31 thrown. Um, I mean, I feel like Corey Kluber's just been a solid guy for you all year i haven't given him as much credit as i think other people would want me to it is a 433 era but i think that's more of just some really bad clunkers that got in the way maybe i should be uh punishing him for those but just seems like all right as long as you're not facing a tough team you can go after starting cory kluber on a given night that's what mm-hmm. a Toby is
1: um the other person i wanted to hit well there's a few more i wanted to touch upon in this. Yes. Series, just so i don't get yelled at um <laughs> And the first one is Noah Syndergaard, who also rises nine spots. Eno Serres, with the very fitting tweak today where he said, you know, Noah Syndergaard's four-seamer grades out to be one of the worst in baseball by stuff plus. And I believe he also said the changeup was not very good as well. And what happens when he goes from a team that actually probably looks at baseball savant they get rid of the four seamer, they get rid of the changeup, but they significantly drop the usage and they amp up the surprise, surprise slider and sinker usage, turning him into a pretty new pitcher here. And what have the results been? Pretty good, you know. Obviously, it wasn't a fantastic start against the Nationals here, but maybe that's what happens the first time he was trying to tinker. But since that point, back to back starts against Miami and in Cincinnati, thirteen innings pitched total with five earned runs, two walks, and ten Ks, not fantastic but better than it has been are you thinking that this pitch utilization change can lead noah syndergaard to being a fringe top 50 pitcher again
0: well that's a little deceptive because yeah 39 percent usage of the slider against the marlins and then only 14 percent against the reds where it was sinker for seamer most of the time there i uh, i i think syndergaard is who he is you always have an elevated babbitt Uh, His his whip is always going to be high. He's a Toby. Like you throw him out there and go, all right. This will be six innings, hopefully of two three runs. Call it a day. Let's go get a beer at the pub.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um. Eduardo Rodriguez returns. Uh. From from his stint away from the team, uh, debuts uh, or re debuts this year against the Angels, going five with no one runs, three walks and five Ks, you know we hadn't seen him since may uh not really sure what we were going to be getting here and we actually ended up getting a, a pretty decent start now we just kind of have to think about what erod's going to be for the rest of the year is he going to be what he always has been which is a high 1.2 low 1.3 whip guy with like a you know is, is this a guy who's going to help your team get to the playoffs and if so is he going to help you stay in the playoffs uh,
0: okay so eduardo rodriguez entering the year you're saying oh eduardo rodriguez get him out of boston get him to the detroit you have a better division
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is really funny because he had one of the worst schedules ever to start yeah. this year i mean just in an absolute nightmare and you have that really good four-seamer. i think that we think the changeup could get better and then all of a sudden the right is fixed and what has happened? The four-seamer from a 15.5% swing strike rate last year has fallen to a 7.5%. And I was hoping that maybe after this that we'd see some life back into this. Mm-hmm. Um, high lock, high location was about 50% of the time. Um, last year, it's been about 30% uh, this year. And we did not see high fastballs in this uh, return. The changeup, not missing bats, one whiff. <laughs> uh, one whiff on the four-seamer in 26th thrown. He had sinkers, sliders, and cutters, and he was just like, "All right, I'm just trying to grind out five frames here," which he did. But this is not the Eduardo Rodriguez that you want him to be. Can he be a Toby? Maybe with this stuff, but he is not the top forty possible pitcher that you envisioned entering the year. He still has work to do. There is a possibility. eduardo does get better after the first start back from the il i call it a still ill for a reason Mm
1: -hmm.
0: same time 91 on the fastball not 92.5 that it was in 2021 there is a lot of work to be done
1: uh lord knows you're gonna want to talk about this guy who's been struggling recently he falls 18 uh luis garcia um it's funny at the beginning of the year I knew it. Uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, you got through an okay March and April, and then really cooking with gas in May over 27 innings pitched. He had a 267 Woba against the 233 ERA. And then it has gotten progressively worse for him uh, month over month over month and has really not been pretty ever since the All Star break as both the ERA by month and Woba continue to climb. What are you thinking here from Luis Garcia? First of all, I would watch
0: a YouTube series that is fasting cooking with gas. Cooking with gas. Uh, cooking with gas. It was my propane. Um, but uh, <laughs> last five starts have been an atrocity for Luis Garcia. ERA over five, whip over 1.5. Uh, slider usage or size CSW has gone down tremendously. Um, I think he's getting gassed a bit. This is what we saw last year, ending with Jorge Soler's home run. And I think it might be more of the same for Luis Garcia down the stretch as the slider isn't as good right now. And he's trying to make it work with four seamers and cutters. And it's not quite the answer. It's, it's a problem. Uh, and I don't think it's necessarily going to go away anytime soon. The last five starts have been also against I mean, Oakland, the Red Sox, Cleveland, Oakland, and the White Sox. And it's allowed at least three runs in all of them. Uh, so I'm a little bit worried. It is a nicer schedule down the stretch which is why he's still, you know, rosterable
1: here, but it could be harmful for your teams. I don't know if I, I mean, he has 30 fewer innings than he had last year. That would be kind of surprising to me if he was, already I don't know what it gas. is. Yeah. Um, well, no 30, 30, fewer innings last year. Yes. But
0: it wasn't, it wasn't like he get, got gassed at the end of that season. He was the second half was way worse last year. Wasn't? I thought it was just the last month for him. It was about the last two, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong in this, uh, but I do remember a lot of like, "Hey, is Luis Garcia okay? Is he fine? Is he not?" Mm. And it's it's seemingly uh, similar now. It was yeah, it was just September.
1: Okay, it was just September. Yeah. So you ran out of gas
0: then. Maybe this it's something carrying over.
1: Maybe the playoff run too. I don't know. When you're cooking with gas, you'll run out of it. (laughs) Um, One thing I want to know about uh, Rowan Z. Contreras, who is minutes away from making uh, his start against Atlanta. Would you be starting him tonight? Nah, I have in the bottom of the questionable starts
0: here, which I'm more harsh on these days. Um, That is, I will put starters I don't like in the questionable one as proper questionable. Um, And I didn't like his command with his fastball. Loved his slider, getting a lot of whiffs, but I think there's... Still, polished left for Contreras. Atlanta can put on runs in a hurry. Um, I think it's too risky for me.
1: Anyone else in that tier you would like to discuss?
0: Oh, look at you. You were so kind, fast. Uh, Jose Quintana's command was really bad last start. Uh, And it's the first time I've seen that in a long time from him. So hopefully, it's not the beginning of the end. Aaron Ashby's on the IL, as I mentioned. And David Peterson is technically not allowed to be on the list, but I cheated because Taiwan, I didn't know if Taiwan Walker. Or sorry, rather, the Mets hadn't confirmed it was him against the Colorado Rockies. It should be. There's no way it's not in my book, but fine. Not fully confirmed. But because it's Rocky Road, I want to start David Peterson.
1: So I wanted to get him on the list so people could know that. Okay. Tier 10 here, 77 through 87. Ranger Suarez, Ross Stripling, Drew Smiley, Josiah Gray, Eric Lauer, Taiwan Walker, Cole Irvin, Alex Cobb. Alex Wood, Michael Kopech, who sadly will probably not be in the list come tomorrow, and Domingo Herman. What's it called and why is it called that? It's called Soldier Boy because they're coming back from prior dominance
0: uh, to actually be relevant again.
1: Very uh, who kind of more fitting to lead off that conversation than uh, kind of draft day darling for a lot of people in Rangers Suarez? So... Really difficult start to the year for Ranger Suarez posting mid to high four ERAs in March and April and May. Uh, and then here we are in August. There he is. What is he doing? He's cooking with gas. He's got a 19 <laughs> over 19 and a third uh, innings. He's got a 1.86 ERA. He's only given up uh, four total earned runs in the month of August. And even before that, he ended his July really well against Pittsburgh. Most alarming, though. I mean, he, again, he did it against Pittsburgh, but it's kind of rare for him. The eight Ks. I mean, really mm. looking good, especially with that change up in that most recent start in Cincinnati. What are you thinking about Ranger Suarez? Yeah, we need to see that changeup working. Um, That was
0: a major part of his success last year. Uh, And as long as Ranger Suarez has maybe cutters, he's also introduced, which are nice and fastballs and sinkers along the edges, and then has that change up to go under the zone. That's peak Ranger Suarez. And we have a decent schedule ahead for the Phillies. So maybe he does roll with us. Um, Next week, it's going to be the giants and the nationals and the Marlins, uh, which is lovely for, uh, for Ranger Suarez. And this week uh, we have a lovely start against the uh the reds hosting them and then he gets the pirates so that's five straight amazing matchups in a row for ranger suarez and it seems like it's all coming up millhouse <laughs> so i this is probably the time to jump into ranger suarez i will say i have not seen consistency from him all year so i don't know if he's going to regress at all he needs to still be at a good enough ability to take advantage of it but it might shock a lot of people. His ERA has fallen to 331. Mm -hmm. It's not the elevated four or five that was in the first half. He's really turned it around here. Uh, And I just cross my fingers he can pull this off.
1: Uh, Ross Stripling returns to the list and his first start back against Baltimore was almost a perfect one as he was completely perfect through six innings, then kind of gets removed just as a precaution because it's his first start back from the IL goes six and a third with no walks, just one hit, no K's, excuse me. I already said no walks seven K's. Uh, He's got a two start week this week. The first one, a difficult one against Boston uh, and then has an easier start against the angels with that said though he has faced difficult teams this year um you know just being in the al east and he's done well against them it's kind of unfair to cite the 2.93 era and 2.88 fit because there are a fair amount of relief appearances uh, nearly 10 on the season so far but he's exceeded expectations been a very good reliable starter for the blue jays this year what are you thinking about ross stripling ross stripling
0: uh, I mean, he faced a really bad offense in the Orioles that didn't do anything with it. I'm just kidding fast. I just wanted you to look wow. at me again. I just wanted you to look at me again. All right. Uh, changeup was good. Six whiffs on that. 17 thrown there. He went both sides of the plate with sinkers and four seamers, which is what you want to see, arm side sinkers. I'm all for that every single time. He also threw curveballs for strikes. This is the good Ross Stripling. And as, as long as he has this, things are good. He gets the Red Sox this week. That is a questionable one for me. You could do that. And the thing is, he gets the Angels after that. So if you want to get on Ross Stripling, you might need to get in also for the Red Sox. because It's going to be really hard to get him if he does well
1: against Boston. I picked him up. Um, We should also talk about Drew Smiley. I mean, we we talked about him a little bit last week with the 9K game against Cincinnati. And then not as stellar um, against uh, the, the Nationals, but still five and a third. Uh two and run runs, no walks, four K's. That's serviceable for you. He just said, you know what? Again, uh, I'm just going with with curveballs and sinkers. I mean, before he would mix in a few cutters, did that against Miami, did that against San Francisco, but he says, No, I'm a two-pitch boy now. And he just split the line down the middle, really. Just going sinkers up, curveballs down. Uh, what are you thinking here about Drew Smiley?
0: Do you remember the end of 2020? How Drew Smiley had a 94 mile per hour fastball and we all went berserk. Yep. He threw 93.6 in this one. Uh and he also executed the Blake Cell blueprint. Those fastballs were up. I mean, that was a massive high lock uh in this one. And then he had the curveball down. And his YM lock for the entire start was only 19%, as he had amazing pitch separation. That's that's what's up. <laughs> that's that's what I'm looking for. Uh I don't know if I can buy that sticking it isn't a typical thing for Smiley to have that velocity and amazing pitch separation. He's been good at getting the curveball down, but not necessarily getting gain that uh, sinker up. But this is, ooh, yeah. If only I had that data from the Field oh, of Dreams game. Dreams game, yes, yes. If only! Oh, God. It is frustrating. He uh, did have a 52% O swing, apparently. But I don't know. I don't know how much I believe it. We'll see.
1: You, uh, it says the, a 0% zone rate. How am I supposed to believe this? Yeah, you can't. The, the two <laughs> largest ballers in this tier, we don't really need to talk about too much in Taiwan Walker and Michael Kopech because both could theoretically be hitting the IL or at least one yes. is conditioned. I mean, Taiwan Walker is-, is pitching tomorrow,
0: but Kopech was a weird scenario before. I'm just like, all right, I don't want to deal with this. Your boys, Alex and Alex, have weird schedules, and they're one of those guys you just jump in for a moment to get like the
1: Cubs when they face them, and then you don't start them anymore. Yeah, man, it's a shame Alex Cobb didn't pan out the way that we wanted him to. I've never, it's rare, not since Mitch Keller a couple of years ago, have you been able to write off nearly a full season to bad luck? Uh no, but it's not like yeah, I remember
0: that one. Oh, man. I, like
1: billion Babbitt. <laughs> uh, I do
0: remember the beginning of the year getting a DM from you saying, am I crazy? But I want Alex Cobb instead of Alex Wood. I'm like, no, you're not crazy. I
1: can see no, the other way. Yeah, it wasn't Cobb. I mean, it wasn't Wood. It was John Means, oh, John Means,
0: I mean mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, I'm just saying like yeah, it's it made sense, and it's also I, I was just laughing because like I have Cobb one above wood right now. Yeah. I thought that's what it was, like well, you got it, you know, it's just both of them, I think both of them honestly had bad luck this year. Um, oh. Alex Wood actually pitch a lot better than I think his his stats are showing. I don't know, it's interesting. I might
1: be super in deep next year on we'll on Wood both oh interesting um tier 11 here or uh, was there anyone else nick 10? no there isn't Going thank ones, you for toys. asking it's so kind of you tier 11 88 through 94 johnny cueto dean kramer jacob junis aaron savalli jake odorizzi nick pavetta kyle gibson what's it called why is it called that um spider-man because they're just so excited to be involved <laughs> okay. Uh good place to start there with Dean Kramer who's starting to look like a little bit of a different pitcher going with this kind of cutter four seam mix getting rid of uh, the other pitchers not going to them quite as much and the cutter has been a really really good pitch for him. Uh it has a 14% swinging strike rate um it has uh, which is about over league average, has a uh, 311 Woba against, which is about 50 points below league average, or I guess better than league average, I should say. The cutter seems like it takes a a good amount of different shapes here. I've seen really tight cutters from him. I've also seen more sweeping cutters that would seem like you would definitely categorize it a little bit more like a slider. Um, But still, it's been a nice couple starts from Dean Kramer, more noticeably, even more so against... The Red Sox last night, who, while they were uh, struggling quite a bit offensively, have since turned it around, especially in the All-Star break. Uh, what are you seeing from Dean Gramer that has him debuting on the list? Well, he was sitting about 92 to 93,
0: and then all of a sudden, last two starts, he's been sitting at 94, and a little bit of a change after, which is lovely. Uh, the command of the cutter was really good, in that start against the Jays. A little bit worse against the Red Sox, a little bit more sporadic overall, but Yeah, he threw a lot of strikes, he threw harder, and uh, he got his outs. I mean, I think Dean Kramer is someone to consider against the right matchups. I don't always just blindly throw him out there, but yeah, Dean Kramer, all right, you're looking more like the guy at the end of 2020, not the one we saw for all of 2021.
1: The other guy on here uh, was actually the person throwing against Dean Kramer last night, and Nick Pavetta, who had a... Very frustrating first inning yesterday against the Orioles, which featured Tommy Pham diving for a ball in left field that he dropped. It was then ruled an error. And then another bobbled ball by the shortstop, I believe, or maybe second baseman in the shift. I can't recall exactly. I think it was. Uh, Both were ruled earned runs. He was shouting things that probably Little Leaguers should not have heard as he left the mound in the first inning and then bounced back with a vengeance, picking up nine Ks against the Orioles, thanks in large part to that four seamer. It's funny; you usually, think about that curveball. There were a few that the Orioles were not able to lay off. Same with the slider. Uh, but what do you think? You're the face here. Does it really uh, leave me too excited here? About well, I
0: mean, our data's messed up because uh, the Statcast data had a slider ranging from seventy-five miles per hour to ninety-five. Yeah. Uh, I put out a tweet about it, uh, so it's it's harder to to tell exactly but i watched it, it. and when i saw what i uh, yeah i mean he had both you see the velocity bands go up and down it's pretty fun i uh, but i do think what we saw overall was like, hey he threw a lot of strikes <laughs> that's what matters most he got a total of uh 14 whiffs in this one which is great actually 17 whiffs rather um across all of his pitches i'm, I'm happy with this uh from nick pavetta As long as he's getting his four seamers up, which he did for the most part, and keeping some breakers down and being able to throw them for strikes, he gives himself a chance to be successful. Nine strikeouts is an amazing thing. Do I think that Nick Bavetta is not going to be the guy that all of a sudden for two months this year was super helpful for teams? Probably not. I don't think his command is fixed or anything, but he's someone to consider uh, when you're looking for a start over the weekend. Okay.
1: Um, All right. Let's move on then to if, we're good to the final tier 12, 95 through 100. James Caprillion, Marco Gonzalez, Graham Ashcraft, Austin Buff, Zach Plezac, and Matt Manning. I know my name for them, and it ties together this entire episode, but what is your name for them? Professor X, because it's all in your head. Oh, very nice. Uh, I was going to go with, do you remember the name of the superhero movie that Jason Alexander was in? <laughs> really? <laughs> Came no. out in 1994. One of my no favorites. One of my no absolute way. favorites. As God, a little kid. No. I mean, oh, was he, oh was my... he
0: was he like Lex Luthor?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, I <laughs> loved this movie. He, as would, a kid. he would make a good
0: Lex Luthor. Maybe I don't know.
1: It starred the Wayans brothers. Oh God. Damon Wayans was the lead. Uh huh. Blank man loved blank man if there are any other blank man fans out there please reach out to me on twitter oh that reminds me you want to hear something crazy this is a little bit of an aggression let's go yesterday yeah. i went to uh the hollywood bowl okay very first as time. one does it's a very beautiful yeah. venue uh in 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 uh it, in california uh, in la to go see this band hiatus coyote that i really like this australian kind of jazz band and when we left we left a kind of weird way we like accidentally went backstage i don't know how i was like is this the way out and they're like yeah sure because it's just california and then i got this this tweet from at tweems t-w-e-a-a-t-w-e-a-m-e-s that said at the risk of coming off like a weirdo I think you just walked by me backstage. Yes. Because, uh, which is great. And then I was like, pretty much like, how did you know? And I was wearing an Adley Rutschman jersey to of course concert you yesterday. Were. So he was yeah. like pretty easy to pick out. But if you do listen to this podcast, hello. I believe he is a member of the of the of the Philharmonic or the Orchestra. Fantastic, oh, wonderful beautiful experience. But that was that was really cool. So um the two people that I wanted to talk about in this year, we're gonna start with Zach Plezak. It's always funny to see a guy fall so much and still at that low on the list and still remain in the top 100 because clearly you made a conscious choice of yeah even though he fell 12 even though he just got hit hard against the tigers i'm still going to keep him on here why is that
0: so there's a lot of debate a lot of people wanted zach plisak off of this i uh, i think that tiger start wasn't actually him pitching that badly he had a lot of bad luck goes away um, is Zach Polisak to me is still someone who has a slider that he gets whiffs with a changeup that he gets strikes with and can survive in a given night? I feel like he's of all the other options out there. I'm like, all right, yeah, Zach Polisak can still be helpful for your fantasy teams.
1: Last but not least, number 100, very much reminiscent of that meme of that girl who looks at something like very interested and then you know turns her eyes away and then thinks about it again and then goes, back, you know what I mean? That back and oh, forth yeah. one,
0: oh, because here we are.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm. Uh, he, he returns in august against minnesota and you're like one k3 and runs five innings not for me four walks no thanks then against tampa bay seven k's no one runs three walks over seven innings all right and then he goes to the white Sox. he gets hit 10 10 hits overall, four and runs and you're like all right and then here we are against the angels zelda's very thrilled about it one walk six k's is are we all being fooled here or are, are we setting ourselves up for failure? He's or? at
0: 100 fast, he's someone interesting. Okay. All right, he, he has the patterns 94.5 on his fastball last two starts after okay. being around 93 or so. Um, better slider too. And I do wonder if if he can be in the mold of say your James Kripilian, your Cal Quantrill, your Anthony Descofani, your uh, your fastball slider guy i can just get through six innings and be all right as a toby that could be the future of matt manning as i don't really like anything else inside that repertoire so we'll see at least it's something as i've been out on manning for a while but fastball velocity 94 95 is very good and if that sticks around we might have something
1: all right um nick so who is you no, answer for the people who is your favorite superhero I mean, it was Batman. I said, I told you that it was. It was indeed Batman. Yeah, you I mean, yeah, it was just it. what I, yeah, it's
0: what I grew up watching and stuff. I mean, with all the Marvel stuff, I think I don't know, I don't know.
1: Tom thumbs up? Superman, Spider Man, Spider man Thumbs up or thumbs down on the most recent Batman film? I, uh, the most recent
0: Batman. Oh, the one with what's his name, Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing that everyone feels. Great first two hours, really bad last hour. Not every. Oh, wrong uh the, the last hour. the last the last hour it was like such a drag wrong uh, they they really created this horrible climax because they needed to have one that is so dumb and but it, i thought it was a really i thought it was really good having the riddler as kind of like a common person mm-hmm. um i thought that was really smart it was a really nice tone and everything but yeah that was that was unfortunate but yeah i
1: enjoyed it All right. Well, you'll have to hear about us, debate this a little more on the Nick and Alex baseball show. Why would we put the people through that? (laughs) That's all right. If they're still here at an hour 14, they deserve a little insight into our lives. Um, All right. That is going to do it, though, for episode number 338 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock, and we'll talk to you guys
0: next week.